And uh, then we'll just get into it. All right. right. Let's get into it. Let's do it. I like getting into things. Do you? Yeah. Like like giant bags of uh, peanuts? Yeah. I mean, I don't have a peanut allergy, so that would be totally fine by me. I would climb into a giant bag of peanuts, yes, if that was if that was an option. Um, okay, so are the peanuts like shelled or are they unshelled? Uh, I feel like shelled would be a little tidier because, like, unshelled, they're probably going to be roasted and salted, and then you've got to worry about like grains of salt getting in uncomfortable places. Sure. Um, shelled, on the other hand, it can splinter, and then you've got like pieces of shell sticking into your skin. Right. So. I think there's pros and cons to to each. <laughs> okay, but if you could climb into any bag of snack, like what snack would it be? Oh, uh, it would be a giant bag of Miss Vicky's salt and vinegar <laughs> kettle chips. Okay, okay, I and then I would and then I would eat my way out. I understand this, but I'm just thinking like if you had any like open sores, that would really hurt, or like if it got in your eyes, you know. Worth it. Okay, okay. Worth it. Consider totally worth this. it. Okay, so all of that. We're both not American. I don't know if that's apparent to anybody. So you know what Smarties are. Proper Smarties. Like yes. Smarties. Real proper Smarties. Yes. Yeah. So they're like chocolate covered in candy coating. Kind of like an M&M, but far superior. Way superior and slightly bigger than an M&M as well. Yeah. Like it's, it's got a little bit more uh, sustenance to it. Exactly. It's like a whole meal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So consider this. Like what if you climbed into a bag of Smarties? And then you're just like chilling and it was all smooth against your skin, right? But you know how those things melt, right? Right. So like what if you're just like almost completely submerged in a bag of Smarties and they're all melting all around you and it's just like it would probably feel amazing, right? It probably would. I I feel like, I mean, this is going to be close to some kind of autonomous massage, I think. (laughs) Like, you know, you can get like when you get into a ball pool. And like the more you move around the ball pool, it starts to feel good on your skin because like, oh, it's like working out the kinks in my shoulder and I didn't realize my hamstring was tight and like, oh yeah, that feels really good. It's going to be like that, but on a micro scale. Sure. And also you're surrounded by balls. And you're surrounded by balls. But you know, like as long as you're surrounded by balls, everything's probably fine. Sure. Yeah, (laughs) sure. I'll roll with that. (laughs) Is that like a ball pun? (laughs) Oh, well, this is lagging balls, so... It is, and thank you for yes. that segue. Ah, oh, shit. I'm lagging balls. That's right. Lagging balls. Your community-focused World of Warcraft podcast. For the people, by some people. With your hosts, Thorn and Fist. Hello, everybody. This is Lagging Balls. Um, <laughs> we have a guest today. We isn't just me because Thorne is not here today. But to make up for that, we have... Uh, who are you? Uh, my name is James Ridges. And uh, wh- what do you do? I am a... Uh, well, I do many things. But by day, from Monday morning to Friday evening, I'm a lead program manager at Blizzard Entertainment in Irvine, California. Really? I am. So, okay. You are the first actual blizzard employee to be on lagging balls a podcast about blizzard games this is a giant honor a giant privilege to be the first thank you for having me on the podcast i mean your check's in the mail sir uh but it's not for money it's uh it's some lint that i gathered from the inside of my hoodie pocket and sent to you i will treasure it and put it inside my hoodie pocket i really wouldn't you don't know where that's been that's true it's like belly button fluff right like where does it come from what does it contain I should probably worry. I probably won't open the envelope, to be honest. No, no, just toss that away. But, like, I just, you know, I wanted to give you so- give something back for this. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you for being on the show, though. Like, seriously, this is... This is... This legitimizes lagging balls. Well, absolutely. I, I, you know, I had fun doing a couple of podcasts with my friends from the Training Dummies uh, last year around BlizzCon and also, actually, last month. And it's a blast. I always have fun uh, when I get to have the honor of being on other people's podcasts. So uh, thank you for inviting me on. Seriously, this reputable vessel of Blizzard (laughs) intellectualism that is the Lagging Balls podcast. I'm so happy to be here to provide thoughts and feelings from my soul and my mind. Oh, my goodness. I don't think you understand. Enrich this experience. 
So clearly you've never listened to the show before, but it's actually, cool. actually, yes, I have. That's why I'm here. Yes. And that's how we, we've, <laughs> you know, sort of known each other. Uh, I didn't realize that you were listening to this, uh, terrible garbage heap of a show. Uh, but I found out, uh, via Twitter because we were following one another. Um, so that's, that's cool. It's, it's always weird when, uh, actual real Blizzard people say that they've listened or liked the show or whatever because, I just, I can't understand why, uh, you know, like, anybody who works for Blizzard would want to stick around and listen to, uh, idiots talk about Blizzard things that you probably already know. Well, why wouldn't we? Or rather, why wouldn't I? I don't want to speak for anyone else but myself here, but why wouldn't I? I mean, I pour my heart and my soul into these things. I need to hear how much people love it. Or hate it, for that matter. Maybe I suck at my job, I don't know. Uh, we don't do that around here. <laughs> There's only love for Blizz. There's only love. And it's, it's cool that you, uh, you are on the training dummies as well. We love that show. We love those guys. Uh, and you did a show a few months ago, you said? Uh, well, I did, we did, uh, one show either side of BlizzCon, which was really cool because the one pre-BlizzCon, uh, they were kind of like having me on as like a preview of what can we expect at BlizzCon. And then after BlizzCon, we reversed it where I hosted their podcast and ask them about their experience at BlizzCon. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of cool. And then Rob and Daryl, absolute ninja heroes, uh, went on this Couch to 5K training kick uh, at the start of this year. And so they were kind of like the dummies in training. <laughs> and uh, for anyone who knows me, knows I'm, I'm a runner. I'm actually I'm supposed to be running a marathon in a few weeks, but that ain't happening. Um, and so they had me on very recently to kind of talk about fitness side of things and running and uh, also a little bit how that plays into Blizzard culture. So, yeah, very familiar. Those dudes are some of my best friends. Great podcast. But um, it's led me here today with you fine people. Oh, God. Uh, well, we'll make sure to uh, to link your shows in the show notes uh, if you guys want to listen to James talk about interesting things and, you know, not be asked a bunch of, like, <laughs> cavemen <laughs> questions that I'm going to Are you saying that you're going to ask me boring questions today? Um, maybe not boring, but certainly not compelling. I'll make them compelling. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to need some help. All right. So um, let's just, I kind of want to just get a feel of what it's like to work at Blizzard because I know that a lot of our listeners uh, are either, you know, wishing that they could work there or wondering what it's like to be there. I've been to Blizz HQ once. I got a tour and it was great. Uh, but, you know, it's, it, it doesn't, it, sh it doesn't show you. It doesn't like give you a feel of what it's like to be there every day. So, right. um, I just wanted to know, like, what's a typical workday like for you? A typical workday? Gosh, I mean, there's really nothing typical about my job, per se. I'm kind of, I am slightly allergic to routine. Uh, I like things to be different and uh, unexpected and somewhat unpredictable. So what I do for a living actually suits me well as a program manager. Um, it, it's just all kinds of different things every day and no two days are really the same. And so a typical work day for me, I'll get in, uh, the office around eight 30 or so, uh -huh. uh, maybe nine if I'm running a little bit late. So as a, um, as a blizz boy, which is, you know, the appropriate term for a blizzard employee I've heard as a blizz boy, do you like wake up every morning and there's like birds and butterflies <clears> and like baby deer hanging out in your bedroom and they just like lead you to campus and stuff? Not at all. Okay. No, I That's mean that would be one that would be wonderful, but I have to commute like anyone else. Oh, yeah, I mean it's not very far. I, I live like ten minutes from campus. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, but but I, yeah, I, sadly I have to get in a car and drive myself. I don't have like a magic carpet or you know Blizzard uniformed chauffeur or anything like that. <laughs> it's a good idea though. Yeah, I'll yeah. Put that in the and, suggestion and box. Both uh, our uh, vehicles in World of Warcraft. You've got your magic carpet. For uh, the tailors, and you've got your uh, chauffeured motorcycle. Yes. Yes. I, I have a friend at work whose license plate is Epic Mount. What? Sadly, sadly, he's put that license plate on a Scion TC. So, I mean, uh, is it really epic? You know. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. So you get up and you go to work. No baby deer. No baby birds. No, no baby deers. No unicorns. No. Starlight, no rainbow leading to the pot of gold really behind the gates of Blizzard campus. Um, the one thing I do do every day is I will go to the on-campus Starbucks. And because I uh, like my coffee hot and I like it in the morning and I like it fresh and I like it Starbucks. 
<laughs> so that that definitely is routine. And then there's the usual, like go through my emails. I have uh, one regular meeting that I have every morning at 9:30 a.m. Um, but beyond that, uh, the nature of my job is such that it is uh, often unpredictable, or um, at least keeping me pulled in a hundred different directions at any one time. And while that sounds stressful, actually, it's something that I really, really dig. It keeps me engaged. It keeps me motivated.、Um, I love it. There's a lot of meetings.、Uh, there's a lot of、uh, other times at my desk where I've just got to do kind of the the admin part of my job. I I lead a team of program managers as well, so I kind of have that managerial responsibility to them.、Um, otherwise, yeah, it's it's.、Uh, I, I I don't know that there really is a typical workday.、Huh. See, that makes sense to me because I don't know. I I think like most of us Blizzard enthusiasts on the outside don't really view working at Blizz as a job, but obviously it is, and obviously there's a lot of hard work involved, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, there are there are times that I'm sure you can imagine around game launches, for example. My days are long.、Uh, my hours are early and late. Um, but that's often balanced later on in the year with,、uh, you know, I have good vacation hours, that kind of stuff. So,、um, yeah, but everyone works hard. It's it's definitely not somewhere that people go in and coast, of course. Of course.、Um, but、uh, yeah, it is. It's that kind of it's that kind of、uh, that kind of vibe. Cool. So you said you're a program manager. So I imagine that to be,、uh, you know, you're standing、uh, in a theater handing out programs. I wish that it was that simple. Sadly, it's not. Oh, okay. What is? <laughs> Are you asking?、Then? You asking me what do I do? Yeah. What What do you do? <laughs> oh, okay.、Uh, so, the thing about program management is, it's this transferable title skill thing that exists in every company, right? Microsoft has has program managers.、Um, insurance companies have program managers, and Blizzard Entertainment, because it is still a business, also have people like me, whose job it is to solve problems that people they people don't know they have. In ways that they don't understand, but also enables them to get on with their job. Essentially, it means I take care of timelines. I take care of solving technical problems that might be hindering development.、Um, we look,、uh, me and my team, we look at things like when a title is about to launch. Do we have the right procedures in place? Do we have the right technology in place? Are our technological environments the right kind of size to handle expected load? <laughs> and I work with all kinds of staff. I'm sorry. <laughs> I work with all kinds of other teams of developers and、uh, business operations guys and infrastructure engineers and all kinds of、um, disciplines and capacities to essentially ensure that when we put a game in front of people like yourself and you click the login button, that you can log in and play and have a lovely experience. Wow! Can I just say thank you so much for that because. In life, that's all I want. I just want to play Blizzard games, and if you're, you know, making that possible for me and people like me,、uh, you're a friggin' hero. So thank. Well,、you. I mean, to be honest, I'm really selfish about it because I too like to click login and be able to log in and play our games. So、yeah. it's it's kind of a self motivating job. I want to do my job so that I can play my games. Of course. God. Yeah. Is that like job motivation or what? It really is. Yeah.、Um, so speaking of, like, what is your proudest accomplishment? Like, what are your proudest accomplishments that I mean, you've accomplished、I've... besides having what was it like a sizable load? What was that? <laughs> Something like that. Sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's so many. I, you know, I've been at Blizzard for a long time. It'll be ten years in a couple of months.、Whoa. So I've, I've been around for every title since. Let's see. Wrath of the Lich King was the first title that I was around for. That I was part of. The team that that shipped it.、Um, so you know, there's there's things that I can pick out. Obviously, things like、um, overcoming the enormous problematic launch of Diablo three. I was in the room when Era thirty seven popped up and was、uh, part of that team that went about problem solving that. When that happened,、um, did a bunch of red lights flash and like alarms go off and stuff? We. Uh, we have ways of knowing when there are problems. That's so good. Is there like <laughs>、yeah. okay? What's it called on a like a ship, like a pirate ship? What's a steering wheel called on a ship? A steering wheel on a ship, a rudder. I don't, I don't know. Is that what it's? I have no idea. I don't know either. But do you have one of those in like every room, and then it just like starts spinning wildly when something goes wrong, and somebody has to like run to the front of the room to grab the the steering wheel and just like ride it? Like, is that? 
That's not a thing. Sadly not. Oh. But let me ask you this. When you had your campus tour, did, were you shown the op center, the big room where they have like all the displays and it looks like mission control? And yeah, kind of is thing? there like in the hallway, there's like a like a tiny window that you can like look through and stare at them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think this was recently featured on Blizzard's uh, Blizz Life Instagram account where we have an op center that um, they are... Uh, they're 24-7, 365, monitoring every aspect of the game, gameplay, infrastructure, systems, services. Everything is monitored. There's green lights, red lights, orange lights, all kinds of lights and graphs and metrics and ways that our team there, and they are an incredible team of very, very smart people, um, will know that there are problems often long before uh, any player notices that there's a problem at all. Um, so they're on top of their game. Very, very impressive team. And uh, I get to work with them quite closely as well. So that's a, an aspect of my job that that's I really enjoy. Awesome. That was honestly one of my favorite parts. Of, well, the whole thing was my favorite. But, Isn't it cool? Uh, it was so cool. And the funniest part was that there's a dude in there and he saw me staring at him. So he just kind of like went over to his keyboard and started like pretend typing and then staring <laughs> at me and smiling. It was hilarious. And awesome. it smelled like coffee in there too. It was really nice. Uh, that's probably because there's a coffee machine right by that door. That is constantly pumping out. Uh, well, it's mediocre coffee compared to <laughs> Starbucks, but it's free coffee. It's coffee. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we all know that Blizz provides free drinks and snacks and like hot drinks, right? Um, the the hot drinks, yes. There is uh, f- hot coffee, hot tea, um, hot chocolate as well, if that's your what? thing. Uh, in all the break rooms around campus, yes, that's you go help yourself. Um, free drinks outside of that, not really. The vending machines for sodas and juices are subsidized, so we get things a little bit cheaper, Whoa. Uh, which is kind of cool, but it's not necessarily free. And then, like, the free snacks thing, I don't know where this myth came from, but, like, there's not, there isn't, it's not like Google Campus or Facebook where there's just, you know, baskets of free snacks you can go and help yourself to. But I will say this, on every team that I've worked with, you never know when you're going to show up and there's a box of donuts over here or a plate of muffins over there. And of course, let's just all help yourself. Okay, so people are dropping fees left and right. It happens. From time to time, it happens. Well, it's, it's common courtesy at the beginning of a raid, so... I think so, yeah. All right, so I totally interrupted you when you were trying to tell me your proudest accomplishment, so please. <laughs> and let's yeah, try I, you know, to I, think I about think... ship steering wheels this time. <laughs> what the fuck is that called? It's a rudder, I swear it's a rudder. I don't Surely. think that's right. I think that's wrong, but you're probably right, because I don't know anything don't about know. ships. I don't know Maybe if you we know can anything about ships. Out. We can figure it out and put it in the show notes. I don't know. Okay. Um, proudest accomplishment. You know, actually, uh, my proudest accomplishment is not necessarily... Okay, so I'm going to go out of the box a little bit on Whoa. this. because, Of course, I'm very, very, very proud of being a part of a team that have launched such incredible games and reached so many people. But the proudest moments for me are the moments when I I get to interact with an individual whose experience with Blizzard or experience with a game has had a, a real positive impact and change on their life, um, either like in an inspirational form or has just kind of um, like helped them through a hard time. Uh, last year, I'll give you an example. About a year ago, actually, I met a family um, who, uh, my, they're now my friends, um, John and Kimberly and their son, Matthew. And uh, John and Kimberly's oldest son, who also was named James, was killed, sadly, in a car crash back in 2016. And so I met the uh, this family about a year ago, right after BlizzCon ticket sales had happened. And um, all they wanted to, all that Kimberly wanted to do was to be able to take uh, Matthew, their youngest son, to BlizzCon and go as a family and kind of help heal from this terrible tragedy in the family. Um, and James had been an Overwatch player. He'd played through beta. He'd played through launch. Um, and then, you know, sadly, his, his life was cut very short. And so I got connected through mutual friends and was able to help them. Uh, they weren't able to get BlizzCon tickets through the regular sale. It just, you know how it is. Everything sells out in five seconds flat and um, there's only a certain number of tickets, but I was able to work with some people and found somebody who had tickets and 
they were going to go unused. So I was able to get them to BlizzCon. And um, just having a few minutes with them to see how thankful they were, not, not to me, but to Blizzard, and to have that experience to help them heal as a family and uh, bring them closer together. I bumped into them again at the Blizzard Arena on opening week for Overwatch League, and uh, again, just fully infused and captivated by Overwatch, but observably able to see this family bonding and healing. And as I've gotten to know them over the last year, that is just something I'm so proud to be a part of. And it's so fulfilling to me um, to know that this isn't just a job and it's not just video games and it's not just entertainment. Like, this is real deep shit. This is real life. And uh, being a part of that, I think I would say is, is by far and away thing i could say i'm most most proud of holy crap dude yeah and that's not i mean that's one of uh probably a couple of dozen instances that i can talk to about interacting with people who've had real life change through uh just being a part of the blizzard community and um interfacing with our games interfacing with our our uh our community and then interfacing with my my blizzard family people like me and my brothers and sisters inside the gates Holy shit, that's inspirational. So you're saying you wouldn't mind if our listeners dropped you a line, maybe on Twitter or something, telling you how much they love Blizzard? Oh, gosh, I would love that. I mean, that that is what geeks me out the most. If people were to reach out to me and tell me their stories, I can't promise that I would respond to them all, no. but I would definitely read them all, and I would probably cry at many of them. Okay, so uh, we'll plug you <laughs> at the end of the show, and uh, maybe, maybe you'll receive some responses? I don't know. By all means. Sweet, okay. So, um, I just, I have a, okay, so we've got some listener questions, and I want to get to those eventually, but selfishly, I have some questions about Blizzard Life, Blizzard HQ, that I'd like to ask you, uh, because it's straight from the source, so. Yeah, I, I do have to preface, though, that, um, obviously, as everyone knows, companies like Blizzard, they have these things called spokesperson policies, which govern our use of social media and Twitter and podcasts and all that, so I am going to speak to you out of my personal experience I just have to say, I don't represent Blizzard Entertainment. I don't speak on behalf of the company. Um, all my thoughts are belong to me. Okay. I also need to say that I'm speaking uh, uh, my, for myself, uh, for lagging balls, um, because... Is this is this you having your own, like, spokesperson policy for yourself? I'm trying. For I your just own podcast. So cool like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, all right. First question. First question. Is it true that Blizzard HQ is haunted? Uh, it is true. Uh, it is haunted by uh, the Pardo Phantom and uh, the Ghost of Metzen. <gasps> no, it's not haunted. No, it's not true at all. That is so true, though. You can't tell me that. <laughs> okay, I mean, I, but is that really a haunting? Because they've left their inspiration with us. They've left their mark upon our lives. I wouldn't call that a haunting. I would call that a legacy. Is inspiration, like... The same as ectoplasm, like, and they've, they've just left inspiration all over campus. Oh yeah, we're dripping with that inspirational ectoplasm. <laughs> so don't cross the beams. When you pick up the Metzen statue and shake it, like, does like inspiration just fly all over the place? Yeah, I spray it all over myself every morning. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, if you rub the Metzen statue, does like the genie of Metzen come out and like grants you three wishes? Yeah. Listen, Chris is a very good friend of mine. Let's not talk about rubbing his statue. What? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I'll just assume that all of that is true. Okay. So, <laughs> in a similar vein, is it true that there are, indeed, millions of gold doubloons buried under Blizzard HQ? Uh, is it true there are millions of gold doubloons buried under Blizzard HQ? It has been my experience that I have yet to find even a single gold doubloon beneath or above or around Blizzard HQ. That's not to say that there aren't any, uh, and I'm sure other people have searched, but my experience is I have yet to observe one or see one or get so much as a sniff of one uh, anywhere around Blizzard headquarters. Interesting. But I thought I thought the, the Blizzard HQ was like built upon like an ancient pirate sort of like a gold depository with like catacombs and stuff you know like there's like skulls like skulls are like the whole wall you know you know california is not that old i have no <laughs> idea i'm foreign I don't i've know. never heard of like oh yeah the pirates of irvine <laughs> <laughs> i 
I mean, oh, that classic tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, yes, you know, of course, they, like, with uh, Johnny Depp and yeah, and those guys. Yeah, and they Captain drove Jack Sparrow. Their ships somehow with some kind of wheel yes, towards Irvine. California. Something like that. I don't know. Maybe uh, I'm sure the Irvine Company that basically owns all of the land that exists in Irvine uh, are concealing something beneath us. Most likely. They seem like a sinister enough organization to me. Do you think that they're the descendants of the pirates that we just made up? <laughs> maybe. Oh my god. See, we're onto something. May I'm worried now. May maybe the Irvine Company is like it's a company of pirates. Yes. Because that's, that's a thing, right? A company that wasn't that what you call a group of pirates? A company a com of pirates. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But only if they have pi parrots, like, on their shoulders. On their shoulders. Yeah. Okay. Not anywhere else, though. No, and a patch over their eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like two patches over both eyes. Well, then they wouldn't be able to see where they're going. Yeah. That also could explain a lot about life in Irvine. <laughs> okay, alright. Uh, getting away from pirates, finally. Um, What is the cafeteria like? Like, I've been to the cafeteria. That was one of my favorite parts. Well, the whole part of the whole tour was my favorite, and I've already said that. But the cafeteria, for those who haven't been there, what is it like? Oh, the cafeteria is incredible, and I also should state that the cafeteria has become incredible. It was always good, and then about two years ago, they closed it to completely renovate it and rebuild it from scratch. And they reopened it uh, just right about a year ago, I think. And no, it's a little, a little longer than that, maybe about 15 months ago. Um, it's great. They've got these chef stations in the cafeteria where uh, they've got like a grill area where you can go get uh, your burgers and your steak and your griddle fried wieners if that's your thing <laughs> they've got a pizza station they've got a deli station they've got a carving station they've got this giant salad bar in the middle they've got a couple of coca-cola freestyle machines on Whoa. the wall uh they, that's where the starbucks is and then uh when you get your food and you've paid for it which by the way you can pay for it like with apple pay Ooh. or there's a system where you can load money onto your employee badge like we have these badges that get us in and out and you can load currency onto it and then you just swipe it at the at the checkout and it pays for your meal then they've got all these like cool tables and sofas and comfy chairs and there's tvs that are streaming uh streaming streamers um so you can sit and watch people playing hearthstone or overwatch league or, um there's a also an outdoor patio which is kind of cool it's covered and they're always uh, pumping out some some hot jams <laughs> out there, some 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 good vibes. Some hot jams. Um, so we're talking uh, like uh, Hall and Oats. Definitely some Hall and Oats. I've heard some Hall and Oats. Excellent. Um, I've also heard some Cindy Lauper. Uh huh. Uh, a little bit of Banana Rama, which took me by surprise because nobody in America has ever heard of Banana Rama. Ah. Um, they they were like the first British girl band. Oh, I know. Long, Long before the Spice Girls. Like, this is 1983, uh, Venus and Cruel Summer and all these, like, classic 80s Cruel pop songs. Summer. That's the one, as featured in The Karate Kid. Of course. Yeah. See, I think we probably know the same music because, like, people from the Commonwealth understand good music, especially from the 80s. Hey, I, I swear that all the good music that exists in the world can trace its roots back to... Uh, Commonwealth and specifically the bands that came out of the UK in the 60s and 70s. I mean, let's talk about Led Zeppelin for a moment. Let's talk about the Rolling Stones. Let's talk about the Who. I mean, you, you just doesn't. Let's talk about the Beatles for crying out loud. I know, right? And then Canada's so, coming at you with Rush, and that's all I need to mention, really. Yeah, I mean, because when you get beyond Rush, you start talking about people like Justin Bieber, hey, and it doesn't. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I've apologized. Let's not detract it. I apologize for that. I'm sorry. Take some Brian Adams, okay? I love how this tangent has gone from what's the cafeteria like to Commonwealth music. Um, oh, I should also mention there's really good Wi-Fi coverage in the cafeteria too. So sometimes I'll, gra I'll grab my laptop and I can just go like chill on a sofa in the afternoon with uh, a nice icy cool beverage from the Coca-Cola Freestyle ma machine and do my work there from the cafeteria. Are you being sponsored and by Coca-Cola right now? No, not at all. I wish I was. I wish I was getting money for this. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I told Coca -Cola, you. Coca-Cola, send me, send me cash. <laughs> um, okay, so that's friggin' sweet. I remember when I was there, I got this really great vegan chicken and fries and veggies. And then they had like all the different flavors of Monster that I like. It was amazing. Yeah, the, the 
options are very, very wide and varied. Uh, and there is a wellness program as well. So you're encouraged to uh, get one of the wellness meals. And there's some kind of loyalty card that I actually need to figure this out. But I think it's like if you buy nine of their like wellness, low calorie, high health meals, your 10th is free or something Whoa. like that. So yeah. like Blizzard is trying to keep you alive. Yeah, I mean, they're not trying to just keep us alive. They're trying to keep us, like, really alive and very, very healthy. See? I knew it. I knew it. Blizzard is always just... Okay, Blizzard is always just trying to make you happy. They're trying to, like, give you what you want. They're trying to give you, like, nice, happy things to focus on rather than, like, the horrible, crushing depression that is life. And then if you work at Blizzard, they're actively trying to make you better, like, physically. That's amazing. Yeah, we have all kinds of things. We've got an on-campus gym. Um, there is the Blizzard boot, boot Camp that you can sign up for, which partners with a local health and fitness, uh, I guess, personal training company that will come in and do boot, like a CrossFit-style boot camp. Um, we have our annual health and wellness fair every October, where we also have a 5K and a 10K that people run. Uh, there's a lot that, that goes on. We have also on-site uh, uh, doctors and massage therapists and... Um, chiropractor and uh, let's see what else physical therapy um, yeah they bring these people in we have this little room called it's actually kind of cool it's called the Moonwell, and it's this <laughs> sort of this sort of serene uh, quiet room that's a mix between like a yoga studio and a dojo and a doctor's office and so there's like these these small quiet rooms around and like one or two days a week you can book for the on-site massage or book for the on-site uh, physician that they might bring in. They do flu jabs for us. Like a um, that kind of stuff. Yeah, for when you get when you're in the winter, you can get a flu shot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and so that's all part of like the general health and wellness. Um, Blizzard are concerned with keeping us healthy. Yes, and I think part of that as well is you know we're we're kind of on the tail end of coming out of this stereotype now but if you were to go back 10 15 20 years the stereotypical video gamer uh is perhaps not quite so healthy and oh, so blizzard true. blizzard do put an emphasis on um you know we are all sat at our desks for most of the day it's important to move it's important to eat healthy um, not just for our bodies but also for our minds sure. um and all the these experiences as well most of these things are done as part of a group. So, you know, you can go do group workouts in the gym or as part of um, the, the Blizzard boot camp. And so it's part of connecting with your Blizzard family and, and networking and getting to know one another as well. Oh, crap, dude. You know, I yeah, have it's great. heard that, like, uh, what's it called? Physical activity is good for you. So that's, that's cool that they're so progressive about it. It's very progressive. And can confirm physical activity is good for you. Hey, what, sure, I, I'll believe you on that one. But that's Although the irony of that, if you can hear the scratchiness of my voice, is that since January 2nd I have been training for a marathon, and then after a very long run last weekend, I got a very intense head cold oh, wow. that has just kicked my ass all week. So I'm kind of coming out of it now, um, but I'm sort of nasally and I have a sore throat. So I'm almost starting to think that it gets to this physical activity point where you're doing too much, it's detrimental to your health, no. clearly, because I have been a walking petri dish of bacteria and viral infection all no. week. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, wow, well, I'm sorry about your uh, your marathon thingy, but... Well, I'm still hoping that I'm, I'm... I haven't run in like a week and a half, but I'm hoping to downgrade to maybe the half marathon. I don't think I'll be doing the full marathon. Oh, well, you know... Um... That's okay. We're we're behind you, buddy. We're very content to uh, <coughs> cheer you on and uh, also not run. So thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. And I yeah. just, I just want to say uh, this sort of like adds to what I've been telling people all along. You go out, you do physical activity, uh, and then bad things happen. So what do you do? You stay in. You play Blizzard games, right? It's just good risk management. Stay inside. Don't do anything. Yeah. See. Right. Yeah. Wow, I've never been right about anything in my entire life. <laughs> okay, so here's a question, and it's really important, actually. Is the orc statue actually, like, chocolate inside? Uh, it is not. It's something much cooler. What? It's hollow. Oh. Yeah, there's nothing inside the orc statue, but the orc statue itself, the story of it, I don't know if you know the story of it, but it's really cool. Like, 
it came from, I think it was Japan. A company in Japan made the statue, and it shipped to Blizzard in, I think it was three pieces. And the company that made it had to send people over to finish the assembly, like in place,、uh, right there in the middle of the courtyard. So I was there when they assembled it. It came in like I think I, I'd been with Blizzard for about a year when this thing finally showed up, and I just happened to be walk by when they were、um, finishing constructing it. And so I have seen the inside of the orc, and I can confirm it is indeed hollow. It's amazing. Yeah, you were actually there. I was there when the orc.、Wow. Spawned. <laughs> okay, I'm actually a little bit、uh, upset that there's, in fact, no chocolate inside. But you know, that's. I would be upset if there was chocolate inside because you can't get to the chocolate. That's true. If it's inside. See, nothing、yeah. in life is more、uh, annoying when there's chocolate and you can't get to it. Right. Like when the vending machine, when I can see that Twix bar <laughs> and it keeps rejecting my dollar bill. <laughs> like all I want is just a piece of glass between me and this Twix bar, but it just—I can't get to it. <laughs> You're like scratching at it, like some sort of like curious、yes. animal. Yes. Yeah.、Um, Always got to have his Twix. You said it. <laughs>、um, okay. So speaking of Twix,、uh, what kind of initiations do new Blizzard employees have to go through? Now, when I was in high school,、well, people used to have to like tie like hot dog wieners around their waist and then try to like dip the the wiener into a paper cup. Or I don't remember exactly. It had something to do with wieners. Blizzard initiation has nothing to do with wieners. Oh, okay.、Um, I assume what you're talking about is like new hire orientation, right? Like when someone joins Blizzard, like what is their, what is our equivalent of their welcome to the family? Now we're going to haze you, kind、exactly. of thing. Exactly. Do you guys、right. have to like duel? So we don't have to duel, but okay. So when I started ten years ago, it was very, very different. I, the, I still remember quite clearly the morning, my first morning at Blizzard. I was. Kind of in a like an HR office room with, I think there were twelve or fifteen other new employees that day, and we went through the employee handbook and the four hundred one k and the health insurance, and it took like two hours, and then released to our new managers. Now, it is a far more engaging and far more、um, what's the word I'm looking for immersive experience for new hires. And in fact, I just hired somebody onto my team. Uh, just a few weeks ago, and I was saying, "Hey, what's new hire like these days?" Because it's been a decade since I went through it, and she was telling me it's really cool.、Uh, they still have to cover all of the、um, all of the official stuff, of course, the employee handbook, the、uh, the comp benefits, and all of that.、Um, but they then send you out on a treasure hunt around campus with your fellow new employees, and you have to go and seek out certain types of things, like go and get a picture with Ben Brode, or、um, go and find. Uh, a salt packet, but it's this specific color, and it's likely that that specific color has been planted in a break room somewhere in、uh, somewhere across the various buildings around campus.、Um, and so, so really, it, I mean, it's a very creative way to get people to get、um, familiar with the layout and where the teams sit and、uh, who people are. And so then they do this in small groups, and then the first group to report back with. The completed treasure hunt. I guess they win a prize or whatever. What? Yeah, it's really cool. And then there's a group photograph that is taken and placed on our internal、uh, internal internet site. It's called Blizznet, and、uh, a little blog post is put up. It's like welcome to welcome to the family and lists their names. And then everyone else in the company can like put welcome comments、Aww. and say hi. Yeah, it's really really cool. See, I just asked that question because I thought it was bullshit, but like, there's an actual thing. So there is actually a new hire experience. That's、yeah. so wholesome and sweet. I love that. Oh、Good. man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, our our talent acquisition and our our human resources guys,、um, they're the best in the world. They, they, these guys just kill it right from the moment of like not not just finding the best talent, but once they're on board, helping them feel a part of the family and. Making it a fun experience and yeah, really, really great. See,、so、like you get hired by Blizzard, which is arguably the best thing in the world, but then you get to go and like do stuff and I don't know, learn how to be a Blizzboy with other Blizzboys, and you get put on social media internally, and everybody's like commenting on it, and then you go and you like do the scavenger hunt, and then you you win a prize, but when all along is like the experience is the prize, like that's so heartwarming. Right, I almost want to be hired again. Just so that I get to do all of that. 
Okay, so here's a question. Is the term blizzboy appropriate for a Blizzard employee? I mean, I, it's not... To me, personally, it's not offensive or inappropriate. Like, I am a boy uh, who works for Blizzard. Right. Uh, I am a, a cisgendered male. I identify as a cisgendered male. Uh, you can call me Blizzboy all day long. Okay. I don't care. I think if, like, boy is spelled, like, B-O-I, though, like, it's kind of subjective. Yeah, isn't that just, like... Hey, you guys. Yeah, pretty much. Like, it just kind of refers to everyone, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. I'm not sure, though. Okay, so here's an important uh, The only thing is, when I see boy spelt like that, B-O-I, it makes me think of Avril Lavigne. Oh, really? Yeah. It makes me think of something going, boy, you know? No, it makes me think of that Skater Boy song that she had Can back in the early 2000s. stop bringing up the mistakes of my people, okay? Like, I get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for Avril. I'm sorry for Nickelback. I'm sorry for <laughs> Justin Bieber. I'm sorry, okay? I'm, I'm just... I can't hey, but be you've more got, sorry. But you've got Rush and you've got Brian Adams. Yeah. And that compensates for all of it. It really does. Like, yeah. But I am sorry, okay? I need to... Okay, you're in. sorry. I'm sorry. God. Oh, now you're making fun of my accent? Thanks. Hey, I've got an accent too. Feel free to make fun right back. You do? I didn't notice. Yeah. Just, you I'm can't sorry. hear the deep Tennessee drawl <laughs> from my... Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, I was brought up in Memphis. No, I'm just kidding. You. <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. So, uh, as a Mem- Memphis Memphis person, what do you call somebody from Memphis? Like a Memphisian? Memphisian. 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 Okay. Okay. Uh, so- no. <laughs> um. Hey, hey, if peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? <laughs> <laughs> if peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It would be like, well, like, okay, so given that a peanut is not a nut, it's a legume. Exactly. It would, it would be called something like... Uh, um, legume cream? <laughs> bean. I don't know. Bean marmalade. But... Le- or, or like legume compote. Okay. So you're, okay, wait. I okay. What is similar to peanut butter? You've got your Nutella. You've got your I don't know. Cause like like marmalade and jam is like different than peanut butter, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like the original version of it would be. Oh yes, this is a legume compote because it would be created by some like three Michelin star chef or something. Sure. And then companies like Jif and Skippy would get their hands on it and just call it Bean Blast or something like that. <laughs> Um. <laughs> uh, okay. This is one of the most interesting concepts and questions I think I've ever had to answer. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it's to okay. Well, um, me and Thorn uh, were on uh, Azeroth Grand Table a few weeks ago, and we came up with the concept yes, of white peanut I butter. To that. Yeah. Did you like the white peanut butter thing? Is that not like the grossest thing you've ever heard of? It's very, very gross. Yeah. Isn't it? But why? Yes. I don't know, but I mean, I I don't really eat peanut butter because I I have this like cognitive dissonance between the taste in my mouth and the texture in my mouth. Sure. Because when I taste peanuts, I expect to be crunching peanuts. Right. And so, where even crunchy peanut butter is still like weird and smooth and slimy, and so then when you started talking about the white peanut butter stuff, like it it just my mind just fully checked out on it. I don't know why it just did. <laughs> I think everybody's did at that point. My mind's usually checked out anyway, so. But yeah. It was it was very late in the evening by that time. <laughs> um, okay, so what did we what did we uh, settle on? Nut blast. What was it? Be- bean blast. Bean blast. Got it. <laughs> I'm gonna trademark it before Jeff and Skippy do. Yeah, go for it, because uh, you know they would want that. Okay, last last question for me. Um, if somebody wrote a book about your life, what would it be called? Uh, LOL. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I, I was watching TV with my girlfriend um, a couple of nights ago, and this very sad commercial came on. And like, I don't mean to make light of this, but this is leading somewhere. Uh, it's a one of these anti-text and drive commercials, sure. and it's kind of it shows a horrific car crash, and out of the wreckage, somebody pulls her phone and the girl's phone, and like, it's very clear that she was texting and driving. And the last text was SMH. And then it cuts to the scene of her headstone on a oh. grave. And it just says SMH on it. And we both <laughs> looked at each other and went, that's basically what's going to be said about my life when I die. 
It'll just be like James, 1978 to whenever I die. It'll just be like SMH or LOL. So yeah, if someone if someone was to write a book about your life, it would just be like about my life. I feel like that would be the title of it. Would be SMH. <laughs> Can you imagine that on a tombstone? Though it's just like that would be like the ultimate troll. It really would. I gotta figure that out. I got, before I die, I gotta figure out like what like the trolly. Yeah, what's 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 your epitaph gonna be? Yeah. I did it for the lulls. Exactly. Yeah. I really want a tombstone that's shaped like a giant dick, and then just having like two balls on either side of where I'm buried, and then people could like sit down and like you know take pictures with the dick well, grave. Yeah, and and people would come and like ha- and pay homage by listening to episodes of Lagging Balls by the monument to Lagging Balls. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've seen your logo. I, yeah. No. It, yeah. It, it it makes sense. I feel like it makes. All right, yeah. I'm ready to go. Not yet, though. I mean, there's still BlizzCon, but, yeah. Right. Someday. <laughs> After BlizzCon. be morbid. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got some listener questions. I kind of uh, went into the Lagging Balls Discord and asked everybody, you know, if, if they ever had any, like, thoughts or inquiries or ever wondered what it was like to work at Blizzard or be at Blizzard. I don't know. Uh, so we got some, and I pulled some. So uh, this first one's from Ama, and they say... I would want to know how many instances of the word fuck uh, and its variations I could get away with before getting fucking reprimanded. Also, because it's a fucking dream of mine to work at Blizzard, but I'm a Navy vet, so I say fuck a lot. And I also main a tank and drink and when I raid, so I mean, I really do say fuck a lot. Like a fuck ton. Fuck. This is a very deep and intellectual question. Thank Mm -hmm. you for bringing this to my attention. Um, I also say fuck a lot. Sure. Like, a lot. Um, Look... I think everyone knows, like, Blizzard itself, like, the culture is pretty relaxed. Um, my experience has been, uh, as long as you don't cross the boundaries of professionalism, uh, for whatever context professionalism takes in your given environment, like, everyone swears, everyone drops an F-bomb in meetings, and I work, I have, one of the guys on my team is a Navy vet as well, and, like, he swears just like a sailor. <laughs> Uh, or a, a good, pirate or a pirate <laughs> <laughs> um, so I mean as long as you don't like as long as you're not offensive about it right I'm not going to go and like call my boss a motherfucker don't do that but but like I can also go to my team and like go into my weekly team meeting with them and say how the fuck is everyone today like it's totally okay but it's you got to read the room man you got to you know don't don't go pissing people off about it yeah yeah. Yeah. they see that's my philosophy like i'm liking balls we swear freely but you know it's just the way we talk it's just how we communicate especially in raid i think also uh people with greater levels of self-awareness will understand when you're conversing with somebody if saying fuck is going to either offend that person or not offend them and like if you're just kind of generally aware of the context you will know when to have a little bit of restraint Absolutely. Thank you for answering that question. Here's another one. Of course. This one's from Self. Uh, we've all heard horror stories about game studios during crunch time. Long hours, sleeping at the office. What does Blizzard do to prevent or minimize burnout during these times? Oh, yeah, this is a great question. Um, yes, uh, you're absolutely right. There are all kinds of horror stories from within the video game industry about crunch and what crunch really is. And for anyone listening who doesn't know what crunch is, it's kind of that time... Um, immediately before a game releases or goes into beta or something like that where uh, a a date or timeline has been publicly made available and there's still a fuck ton of work to do and so what uh, some studios do is kind of do mandatory evenings mandatory weekends very long hours people sleeping at the office Um, my experience with crunch at blizzard has been uh, that nothing is mandatory um, there is a, of course, a commitment that's part of our code of conduct as Blizzard employees says that, that we're going to do our best work. We, In fact, one of our eight core values is we commit to quality. Another one is gameplay first. Um, so these kinds of things lead us to, as individuals, want to make sure that whatever part of our job is or whatever part of the game we're responsible for is the absolute very best we can give. And so what a lot of teams do is say, look, there's nothing mandatory, but um, overtime is approved. You can work evenings. You'll have full production support. You can work weekends if you want to. 
We will feed you. We'll bring in dinner. We'll bring in lunches. Um, but also make sure you take care of yourselves. Uh, you know, don't neglect your families. Don't neglect your health. Um, and so I, it's kind of left up to the individuals to make sure they strike a good uh, work-life balance. Um, right now, I'm working very closely with the World of Warcraft team, and there's been some late nights where I've stuck around as well and have seen, um, you know, a few of the designers or a few of the developers still there coding away at 9:30, 10 p.m. Um, but they'll they'll call it a day not long after that and go back to their homes and their families. And um, you think about it, like we've got a street date for Battle for Azeroth now. Of course, there's still work that we must do and work that we want to do because. There's also, you know, everyone wants to polish things a little more and make it, you know, as best as we possibly can. Um, and so it's kind of a self-motivation thing as well. Um, but yeah, Blizzard has, in my experience, been very, very good about preventing burnout. There is a strong emphasis in the company about work-life balance. Um, and then, you know, the, the other side of it, of course, is a game gets released. We make sure things are stable. Uh, everyone's happy. You're, I, I've often seen beyond that time, within a few weeks, uh, a lot of those developers and engineers and coders and programmers and designers that have worked long hours during crunch, uh, they go and take their well-deserved vacation for two or three weeks and they properly check out and go get go get kind of rest yeah. and relaxation, um, which is really great. So uh, yeah, Blizzard is just very, very conscious about it. And they provide all of that opportunity to work the hours you feel you need to but also to, to get support to make sure you have a good work-life balance. Man, that is so great. You guys are all heroes, you know that? You know, I, I've recently been reading this book called uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels by... Uh, shit, I forget who it's by now. Um, but it's a, it's actually uh, 12 chapters, and it's each chapter is the story of the development of one particular video game. Um, and I picked it up because Diablo 3 is one of the, the games that's mentioned. Um, but I was reading about uh, Pillars of Eternity, the Obsidian game. Um, I think it, I think that's which one it was. But like the the horror stories that had just been told out of reading this book of like severe crunch, mandatory evenings, mandatory weekends for months and months on end. Um, just I, I've got so much respect for people who can put themselves through that and commit to their craft in that way but at the same time i'm like i would not have that within me um to to really care that much uh, because i also value my life outside of work you know i've there have been times when i've slept at the office there have been times when i've pulled 48 hour or 72 hour shifts in very trying and demanding situations that really require me to be there um but beyond that i mean i i, I do value my days off as well of course but it's an excellent read, by the way. I highly recommend if, uh, if anyone out there is reading or into reading about video game development, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels is an amazing book. All right. Maybe I will learn to read so that I may read this book. I highly recommend learning to read. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, Important uh, life skills. Yeah, yeah. So let me just read this next question. Um, Tentacle Time Eternal asks, uh, I've, I've heard and seen some places have their own personal masseuse in the building. And you said, you know, you already said that that Blizz does. Would Blizzard have their own personal massage therapist to work out any stress that might have been in the week? Would it include a happy end? For that matter, I wonder if Blizzard would have their own sauna or spa-like room to relax. Yes, we have a massage therapist at work. Uh, no, <laughs> I can't believe I'm about these words are going to come out of my mouth. No, it does not include a happy ending. <laughs> it's, this is a professional place. <laughs> Where do you think we are? Um, we have to keep things fully legal. Sure. Um... Uh, does Blizzard have a sauna or spa-like room? No, there's no sauna or spa, but there is the Moonwell uh, that has kind of yoga sessions. Uh, in fact, somebody I work with is also a certified yoga instructor, and she holds uh, a kind of a yoga session every Monday. Um, that she does different types, like vinyasa and also relaxation and kinds of different types of yoga. Um, and but there's also other quiet places around the the campus that you can find to go and just kind of sit and chill out and relax and empty your mind and meditate and yeah, do what you need to, to to keep your mind healthy. That's amazing. I mean, I'm slightly disappointed, but that is amazing. Uh, Crocodile brought up bathrooms. What are they like at Blizz? Because when I was there, I, I couldn't go. You know, like I was too mm. excited. Well, yeah, I mean, to be honest, this is where the lion's share of your $15 a month subscription goes. The, uh, <laughs> the, the toilets are made of pure gold. What? 
Um, the the urinals are cleaned with the tears of Alliance players. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding on all of this. They're, they're just bathrooms. They're regular bathrooms. Like you would find a bathroom at uh, a restaurant or something like that. There's, there's really... The only difference is in some of the buildings... They pipe music, and it's uh, it's music from our games. Really? So you know you don't have to hear the person in the stall next to you pooping. Sure.、Uh, you can sit and listen to、um, one of the many overtures from World of Warcraft, or the hero intro to Overwatch, or something like that, or whatever is playing at the time. So you can just like sit there and take a massive deuce to like the Orgrimmar theme song. <laughs> I'm sure that that has happened. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thank you for that.、Um, <laughs> uh, Excellent question. I mean, this is—we've got to get down to the real nitty-gritty facts of life about what it's like to work at Blizzard. These、yes. bar- bathrooms are important. Everybody's got to poop and pee. You know. Yeah. No. This is. See, Just this make is sure you wash your hands afterwards. The highbrow quality that I expected to come out of this show.、Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So here's an actual question.、Uh, Mewcow asks,、uh, "What what is HQ like now that、uh, Overwatch League is a thing? How involved are the campus dwellers with the Blizzard Arena?" Yeah, this is a really kind of new idea. Obviously, Overwatch League. Has launched and、um, like Blizzard getting into the realm of、uh, hosting an arena and being a, a, a broadcast company as a core competency、um, is is pretty new. I think you know I, I, that's something that I've kind of watched and seen grow and become a part of the company.、Um, obviously, headquarters is very invested and involved in Overwatch League.、Uh, the broadcast team. And the events team and esports team are primarily based on campus, but up at the Blizzard Arena in Burbank, they also have a full-time,、uh, permanent complement of staff that are up there. They have an IT team, they have an events team, they've got a broadcast team. They've obviously got the talent up there、um, for the casters and the hosts, and then、uh, hospitality as well because our pl- the Overwatch League players and team management are up there.、Um, so it's very, very, very much a, a, just a part of the general operation. Um, that Overwatch League has just kind of brought a new dynamic,、um, but it's not like it's extracted or somehow extricated from general operations from headquarters. It's a part of the business. There are supportive teams,、um, and it's it's treated like any other part, any other business unit is. It's very very exciting, by the way. Anyone who can get to Blizzard Arena, get tickets and go. It's just an incredible place.、Uh, I work with the team that built it out and designed. The、uh, just the experience from the moment you walk in, and all the screens and the lights and the projections, and、um, it's just a phenomenal place. Where it's a little bit like sensory overload in some parts,、uh, just because it's so like it's really immersive.、Um, but it's just is just sensory overload. Like、uh, you like yeah, like everything. It's just fantastic. I'm gonna actually go up there in. A couple of weeks myself for a day of Overwatch League. A friend of mine, her son, who is I think 11 years old, is a keen Overwatch player and has been dying to go to see an Overwatch League game. So I'm going to take them up there and we're going to spend the day and hopefully watch London Spitfire、uh, continue or start to own face again. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. But hey, good luck. Please let it happen. <laughs> Um, okay, so do you have any advice for people who want to work at Blizzard? Advice for people who want to work at Blizzard? I mean,、uh, I mean, yes. I mean, it's generalized advice, of course. Like,、uh, work hard.、Uh, I, okay, so I would say this: getting into Blizzard is hard, but it's probably the easiest part of being at Blizzard.、Um, so, getting in at Blizzard, like, I know people who applied twelve, thirteen, fifteen, twenty times before they got hired. Depending on what you're trying to get into, tenacity is key. Determination is key. Build up as much experience, relevant experience as you can, outside of Blizzard to bring、uh, value from day one.、Um, and then once you're at Blizzard, you know you. It's not like you get in and then rest on your laurels.、Uh, you got to, you know, everyone works hard. Everyone's passionate.、Um, everyone keeps each other accountable. So once you're in, also continue to work hard. Be tenacious. Be determined. Be perseverant,、um, and also just to celebrate being a part of it. Like it's such a wonderful community inside and outside the doors of Blizzard. 
my favorite part of BlizzCon is not, I mean, I love all the reveals and the stages and um, all the, 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 the hoopla around the event that we put on. But my favorite, favorite thing is getting to meet people and connect with the community and uh, make new friends and hear stories and like, just be plugged into all of that. Uh, if you can make this just kind of part of your daily habit and path in life, like that's the best advice I can give if you really, really, really want to get in a blizzard. Wow. Okay. So, you know, work, work hard. Interesting concept. Huh. Um, <laughs> right? right? It's funny. People say, you're so lucky to work at blizzard. My response is, it's really odd. The harder I work, the luckier I seem to get. <laughs> wow. Funny how that yeah. That's interesting. I yeah. have no idea how that would come about. I know, right? Makes no sense. Okay. So, um, I don't have any more questions, but I know that uh, you are uh, uh, coming back to streaming. I think you said you, you had streamed, and now you are streaming again on Twitch, obviously. Uh, where can people find you? Like, what's your schedule? What's going on? What are you streaming? Yeah. Uh, so this is an interesting story. I, I, I say I come back to streaming, but my prior experience with streaming, I think, was streaming twice through the Battle.net app on Facebook. <laughs> it doesn't really count as streaming. Um, but it's something that I've wanted to get into for a little while. So like two weeks ago, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do this. And so I, I streamed for about an hour and a half on, uh, on a Thursday night, some Overwatch, and I just had so much fun with it. Um, so yes, I have the world's okayest stream. I am the world's okayest gamer and the world's okayest streamer. You're not going to see anything mind-blowing, um, but I do love hanging out with people. So uh, generally 7.30 p.m. Pacific time every Thursday. Uh, I will be streaming this Thursday. I think I'm going to stream some Retribution and uh, maybe do Retribution with all heroes because, you know, it might be fun to do that as um, an explodey amputee lobbing bomb balls at, uh, you know, Retribution you're a, you're a junk soldiers. You're a Junkrat main, aren't you? I am a Junkrat main, yes. I, I main Junkrat in Overwatch and I main a stabby goblin rogue in World of Warcraft. <laughs> Ah, you so so you are horde. You're the, you're for the horde. Yes, I am absolutely for the horde through and through. Okay, Cut me open and I bleed red, and not just because blood is red. <laughs> um, but yes, you can find me twitch.tv/englishguy07. And the irony of me—it's been pointed out to me that uh, being English, I should have gone with zero zero like double o seven. But then I thought, well, just one o seven. Uh, makes it okay. Like, it's okay. It's, it's celebrating the mediocrity right. of it all. You're like English guy. Man's, like, less successful cousin. Yeah, something like that. So I'm just like, 07, licensed to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, so English, uh, twitch.tv slash EnglishGuy07. And then uh, anyone who wants to reach out to me on Twitter, uh, I am at EnglishGuy. There's no 07 on the end of that, just at EnglishGuy. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, at EnglishGuy. And, uh, I'm in the Lagging Balls Discord. Are you really? I am. Well, I am now. <laughs> oh God. Uh, I'm just gonna apologize. Help. Uh, Help. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna. But now that now that people know who you are in the Discord, you know, just just I apologize in advance. Cats out of the bag. Yeah, it really is. Um. So yep. thank you so much for being here. This has been amazing and informative and uh, a little confusing, but on the whole, it's been a very positive experience. So thank you so much. It's been my pleasure, and honestly, now I'm going to go and spread some bean blast on a bagel and uh, eat that for dinner. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me on, guys. This has been so great. Yeah, because I'm thinking bean blast, but I'm also thinking white peanut butter, and, and it's just like the, the oh, mix of... It's see, just, now I'm not having that for dinner anymore. No, that's gone. No, no, it's no, gone. No, that's that's not a thing that's going to happen. All right, so, um, and to the listeners, this is week two of uh, some uh, interesting and, and not regular uh, Lagging Balls episodes, but we will have your uh, listener feedback uh, and all of the mentions that we uh, mentioned uh, next week so uh, stay tuned for that but uh, we thought that you guys would love this uh, this interview in particular so thank you guys for being patient and Thorn's uh, not here so I'll say it bye Felicia hey ballers send us your thoughts comments dick pics whatever we appreciate all content and feedback now stay tuned for some other stuff that's awesome hey ballers do you enjoy World of Warcraft PvP? Do you like to listen to other people talk about PvP and their PvPness? Whether you feel your PvPness is huge, small, or somewhere in between, come check out the Technically PvP podcast. 
there's something for everyone in our episodes. Also, check out our Twitter giveaway for publishing our 50th episode at technically underscore PVP. Hey ballers, come check out Campfire Chronicles, the podcast where we read your stories about either your experiences in WoW or your characters' backstories. Hosted by Plaggy Boy and Zandara, otherwise known as Josh and Kara, you can find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Just search for Campfire Chronicles and look for the little CC over a little campfire. You can also find our Twitter by searching at Campfire Chronic, because Chronicles wouldn't fit, and I thought that was funny. You can also submit a story to ccofficialstories at gmail.com. Campfire Chronicles, the show that probably should be family-friendly, but sort of isn't. Thanks for listening, ballers. Here's where you can find and follow the show. Our website is laggingballs.com. Email us at laggingballs at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at laggingballs. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash laggingballs. Reblog our Tumblr at laggingballs.tumblr.com. For Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, and Google Plus, search laggingballs. Basically, just search laggingballs and you'll find us. But avoid image searches if you know what I mean. (laughs) Until next week, ballers, we love you inappropriately. Okay, so one more question. Do you think like yeah. a hot dog is a sandwich? Point of contention. I would argue that a hot dog is not a sandwich. Okay. But like an open-faced sandwich? Well, I argue that the open-faced sandwich is just a travesty in itself. An open-faced sandwich isn't like the definition of a sandwich is it's a it's something between two slices of bread. Right. Right? And so an open-faced sandwich is it's just one slice of bread. So then it's just whatever the thing is on bread. It's not a sandwich. Okay. So like a hot dog, it's just a wiener in a roll. It's not a sandwich. <laughs> now if you if you put that between two rolls, then I would say, yeah, that's that's a hot dog sandwich. Okay. So like if you had like a piece of bread with bean blast on it and you like folded that over, that's not a sandwich. Well and that was now if you folded it over, you've technically created two separate pieces of bread. Like because there's two sides to it, right? Sure. And I guarantee you fold it over tight enough, it's going to split down the middle, right. and you're going to have two halves. This is, is a sandwich? Point of yes. <laughs> I've put a lot of thought into this. This this is the kind of shit that keeps me up at night. Hey, I'm sorry to bring it up now. I, did, I didn't, I didn't uh, that's all right. touch a nerve. I'm sorry. <laughs>